0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 8th, 2019. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert in site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd on today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's first two summer league games as Mo Bamba makes his return to the court. And not a lot happened in yesterday's game, uh, unfortunately, I have to say. So we'll talk about some of the standout performers, what we're noticing, and of course, a little bit about uh, what's going on off the court as, as Magic, stat, Magic Brass has, has talked to the media now a few times uh, on the broadcast. And yes, Markel Foltz is in the building. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team with the same level of care and detail by local experts who know their team best. If you want the lowdown on what's going on with any team in the NBA, you have to check out the Locked Podcast Network. Want to know what the Oklahoma City Thunder plan to do with Russell Westbrook now that Paul George is off to L.A.? Check out Locked On Thunder. Want to know how the LA Clippers pulled off this magical coup of getting Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Check out Locked On Clippers. Want to know how the Lakers are sulking and and trying to figure out what happens next? Locked On Lakers is your place. There's a podcast covering every single team with local experts who cover their teams daily and are on the ground and know their teams best. If you're looking to study or learn about any team in the NBA, the Locked On Podcast Network is where you should go. There's also Locked On NBA with local experts contributing their perspective on national issues as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball. There's also MOB, NFL, and college podcasts too. Check it all out just by searching on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, anywhere you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Friday was was one of the most anticipated games I would say of the NBA Summer League of of not uh, maybe not of the whole Summer League but but was one of the most anticipated games I think for a lot of people. Um, the storyline was pretty clear and, and really the big interest in the Orlando Magic Summer League team is what does Mo Bamba look like? The sixth overall pick from the twenty eighteen NBA Draft had a very up and down rookie career, rookie year. Um, you know he. Certainly looked like a rookie, which I think was expected. And honestly, he had the rookie year that I expected. I didn't expect him to come in and dominate. But he had his moments offensively where he, his jumper looked really good and and he was able to move around well offensively. He had his moments defensively where he blocked a ton of shots and, and all that. But it was still clear there's a little bit of a learning gap still to go with him. He wasn't going to be a rookie that came in and made an instant impact. And the Magic didn't expect that. But unfortunately, as he was starting to make a little bit of progress, especially on the defensive end, he took a step back, a fracture to his left tibia, and it is season. And perhaps coincidentally, perhaps not, the magic turning to Ken Birch changed the season. Orlando went on their 22-9 run after Bamba went out and the Magic made the playoffs. Bombo was excited to be part of that playoff run as, as much as he could, but he had to do a lot of his work behind the scenes. He was no longer on the court, and the Magic put him through this whole program. Obviously, adding strength was a big part of what they needed to see from him and and he, what they needed him to add to his game, but they also had him studying opponents and kind of learning the league a little bit, and that's all well and good. According to the Magic, he did really well, he really took to the, to, the, to that program, and you know, Bamba said he put on, you know, 20 pounds of muscle since the end of the season. That's all well and good. But none of it matters if he doesn't do it on the court. None of it matters if he does not play well on the court. Because that's ultimately how we measure things, is, is whether you can actually play a basketball game. And so Friday saw him take the court for the first time since late January. As expected, there was plenty of rust. Uh, Bamba certainly looked a little winded at times, and, you know, as much as you want to build NBA stamina, you don't really have it till you're out on the floor playing an NBA game, and this is a quasi-NBA game. So conditioning is still going to be an issue with him for a little while at least. But once Bamba got comfortable, once he hit that first shot, it was a face-up jumper, uh, over, over some tough defense, honestly. Once he hit that jumper, you could see him relax. See comfort seep in. In Bomba's first summer league game on Friday, he scored 15 points, made two three-pointers, and was generally very active offensively. He ran the floor for, for a dunk uh, early in the first quarter. He had a nice uh, dip, dip in on a pick and roll that ended with a two-handed jam. That was during the earthquake, actually. And from there, it was just kind of getting Bamba involved and he was taking advantage of his, at least, offensive opportunities. Perhaps the most surprising thing about Bamba from his rookie year was that his offense was a little bit more advanced than his defense. He didn't make the kind of big defensive impact that you expected to see immediately. And I have to say, watching him defensively in in Friday's game there were still some of the same issues that I think characterized his his first year. His hands were at his side a lot, so he wasn't utilizing the length to close down passing lanes. He was still, I think, struggling to to react to to reads. He was still kind of you could see him kind of thinking and processing what he needed to do. He obviously didn't have the block shots, and while. I think Bamba certainly held his own physically and, and did a much better job kind of physically holding his position. The Spurs definitely tried to knock him and, and push him off his spot on several occasions. Bamba held firm. So the strength is there. But getting a lot of those pieces together is still coming. He's He only had two rebounds and, and struggled to collect the ball on a few occasions. So there's still work to do if you're Mo Bamba. And I think the Magic would love to see him continue to make that work and do that work in the Summer League. But there's still a long way to go. At the same time, though, I have to say I was very encouraged by Mo Bamba's first Summer League game. I thought that he played very well. I thought that he, uh, uh, again, held his own, looked comfortable, and honestly, and this is, I think, the most important thing, looked like the best player on the floor. Him and Lonnie Walker, two sophomore players, looked like the two best players on the floor. They looked like they were in complete control of their games and, you know, not do whatever they want against the defense, but were clearly a level above a lot of the players on the floor. And that's what you want to see more than anything else. That's what she tells you they're ready for the— or not ready for the season, but they're ready to kind of leave summer league if— I'd like to see Bamba play at least one more game of Summer League just to kind of get that conditioning down. But I don't think I need to see a ton more out of him because we saw the offense working. Defensively, his positioning is still getting better and he still needs reps and work and, and experience reading, making those reads. But he's not going to get a whole lot of that in Summer League, I don't think. And so it seems like The work that Bamba's doing has him on the right path. Now, is he going to get there? Is he going to get to where the Magic need him this season? Especially now that the season has become, once again, all about making the playoffs. There's no other measure for success. Make the playoffs, the season is at least a push. Miss the playoffs, the season is a failure. The question will be whether Bamba can contribute to a playoff team like that. And that will be a fair question, I think. Because while Bamba did look good, did look healthy, he still has to take his game to another level. And whether you can do that in Summer League, I don't know. Now, the Magic held Mo Bamba out of Sunday's game against Denver uh, as a precautionary. Um, There there appears to be no issues with the injury. Um, Bamba said he feels fine, he felt like he could play, and the Magic have just decided to kind of manage his minutes. They wanted him to miss this game. He'll probably play in Tuesday's game, miss Wednesday's game, and then play in the tournament game, and that that'll make three. And from there, from then on, you know, maybe if they win in the tournament, he'll play a little bit more. But the Magic, as we all know, are super cautious with players coming back from injuries. They're not they're not looking to get these guys throw these guys out there before they're ready. They don't think that will help their development to be hurt. But Bamba, but we're all excited to see what Bamba does next. And, and I hope that in Tuesday's game against, uh, against Miami, Bamba looks a lot more efficient defensively. Because I think he's got the offensive part down pretty well at this point. So an encouraging return for Mo Bamba.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
1: um, Eric McCree, uh, former West Orange alum and, and played in Italy last year, he can really score. Um, uh, he's, the, he's the top scorer on the team so far. Had, had another 17 points in Sunday's game. Uh, he is a really good scorer. Um, able to get to the basket, able to create shots off the dribble. Uh, that's kind of what the Magic are asking him to do, and that's, that's kind of what he is. Um, the thing that I'd like to see from him... Is continued to continued improvement defensively. Uh, I think he's a better defender than I gave him credit for. Um, he, 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 you know, kind of when he got into the game on Friday, he start, you know, it got into the rhythm of the game. He started fighting a lot more defensively, and I thought that was a really good sign and, and a good sign that for for Orlando if they want to bring him in. But I think the big thing with McCree is he's got to show that he can play a little bit off the ball. He's got to shoot more efficiently. Number one, he's got to make three pointers. Um, but he's got to show that he can kind of attack without the dribble a little bit. Because obviously he's not going to be kind of the main scorer on the NBA team. And, and while I think that he has some value, and, and I think I'd like to see him on Lakeland, I'm not sure I see completely where he fits with the Magic. Because I don't think he's a good enough penetrator and scorer off the dribble to, to play that way in the NBA. Certainly not at a high level. Um, and so that's kind of where I stand with Eric McCree. He's been really impressive, and I expected him to be one of the better players on this Summer League team. Uh, but uh, but I think still things are coming around. A guy though who is impressing on that front though is Dequan Jeffries. Dequan uh, Jeffries hit a couple threes in Sunday's game. I thought he played played well, uh, and that's really what stood out to me was that he was able to hit those threes. Um, I think he's really struggling elsewhere in his game um, defensively. I think he's okay, but he's you know I, I know a lot of fans had a lot of excitement about him. There's a lot of hype about him. I, I'm not seeing it. Um, he's just not standing out to me, and and some of it was. Sunday's game was ugly and turnover-filled and and just a really typical summer league game. I mean, it, it was not pretty to watch. And Orlando struggled to find rhythm and find organization, frankly. I mean, I thought Friday they came out sharp and, and really knew what they were doing. Sunday, I didn't really feel that. I mean, and I think that's half the battle in these summer league games is just to kind of know what you're doing, know the sets you're running. Um, So I, I think that that's... That's something that, uh, the, you know, DeQuan Jeffries, I think, hasn't really shown what he can do completely yet, uh, and, and so I, I'm interested to see how he finishes off his week that I haven't been super impressed with him. Other than that, there, there really haven't been that many standouts on the summer league team. Um, I would say Emil Jefferson has done what you expect him to do, um, you know, kind of fills gaps. You give him the ball in the post, he'll score. Uh, you know, I think if you pressure him, put a bigger guy on him, he struggles a little bit. So I don't think we've learned anything new about Emil Jefferson, and and I'm not sure what that means for for the Magic and him moving forward. But I, I just I'm not getting a huge sense of of what's different about him and and, and what more he can contribute to this team. Uh, you know my guy Vic Law from Northwestern has had some good moments. Um, I think he's been uh, good, uh, good attacking the basket. He's been solid defensively. I think he's run the floor well. Just not shooting the ball particularly well, and his finishing around the basket has not been very good. Um, so again. But he's getting a lot of playing time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him on that front because I, I do want to see Law succeed and, and I, I, think, I think there's a good chance he plays in Lakeland next year. But other than that, I mean, I, I can't really tell you who else has stood out for the Magic. Um, I, I Through two games, I, I really can't say uh, which guys are really impressing me, which guys I think will end up in Lakeland, who might be two-way contracts. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot coming out of this, this, this uh, summer league at this point. I mean, if you're looking at point guard Abdul Ghadi's played okay as a starting point guard, I wouldn't say he stood out to me. Um, there's a few other guys on the roster that have been okay, but not overly, but not something to be overly excited about. Um, you know, I, 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 I guess Jalen Jones has been okay. I don't, I don't know, um, but it, it's it's been kind of a quiet summer league. I mean, Mo Bamba really sucked up a lot of the attention and a lot of the uh, focus for the Magic in that first summer league game. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about guys that are going to get two-way contracts and, and end up on, on Exhibit 10 contracts and playing in the G League. And, you know, even on that front, I have to say I'm not superly impressed with anyone the Magic have put out there. I mean, like I said, I think Vic Law is a good candidate to get a, a summer a Lakeland deal. Maybe he ends up on an Exhibit 10, but, you know, I'm a Vic Law guy, and I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him a two-way contract with what I've seen so far. Um, you know, I, I know what he's capable capable of doing because I watched him play at Northwestern for five years, but um, I, I can't say that I'm confident giving him that kind of a deal. I mean, even Eric McCree, I don't know if a two-way contract's the best use of him. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's quite the fit. Um, you know, certainly I'd like to see him in Lakeland because I think he'd help Lakeland win, but um, other than that, it's, it's really hard for me to pin down anyone that's that's impressed a lot. And So there's a lot of opportunities still, for these players to show to show out and, and, and kind of display what they can do. And you don't want to make conclusions just based on these summer league games. Remember the magic. Also see them in practice and see their work ethic there. And that informs their decisions. So, you know, I, I don't think we should take these games as gospel, but that's all the information we have to work on uh, as we evaluate some of these guys. And and I'd like to I, I, I think there are still some interesting players. There's some players that I expected to play that are not playing. Um like I said I've been I'm a big John Petroselli fan uh, he is he played a little bit on Sunday, hit a couple shots, which was which was good to see. Um but I, I I think that Orlando still is is kind of figuring out what they want. They've they've gone to a really short rotation. They um I was surprised by that. They they didn't play haven't played everyone on the roster quite yet. Um, you know, BJ Taylor, Trad Brown from UCF haven't played yet. My guy Derek Pardon hasn't played yet. Um, so they're, they're, I think they're still evaluating some, some high-level guys and trying to figure out what they have and whether that's something they should invest in. So Summer League still ongoing. Of course, they'll play again Tuesday against Miami, then Wednesday against Brooklyn, and then the playoffs will begin shortly after that. So still a lot to sort through for the Magic and Summer League. But again, it, it's hard to say anything stood out. And honestly, when I look at Sunday's game, something else stood out more than anything on the floor.
0: Locked on NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. part of the locked on Podcast network. Your team every day. Sundays Sunday's game, like I said, it didn't, nothing
1: really stood out to me, um, you know, I have to say. The biggest story to me was, honestly, something going on off the court. At some point in in the first half of, of the game on Sunday on NBA TV, they pointed out that Hill Fultz was in the building. Camera cut to him. Of course, they cut to, to Mo Bamba on several occasions. Jonathan Isaac was actually there too, but never saw him on camera. But Hill Fultz was in the building. And immediately, Sam Mitchell, who was doing the broadcast, was honestly done a very good job on the NBA TV broadcast, said, you know, I, I wonder why Hill Fultz isn't playing in this. A young guy like that could really use this. And of course, they had John Hammond, Magic General Manager, on later in the show. And and they asked him that question. Why did you ever consider bringing Markel Fultz on on the Summer League team? It's a question that I know some of us here in the Orlando media have asked Jeff Weltman. And Hammond gave kind of his stock answer. You know, Markel is progressing really well. We love his work ethic. We don't want to put a timetable on his return. But... What was different about this weekend was, was as people asked the Magic about Markel Fultz, they added a little bit more detail that we haven't heard before. Hammond Hammond would say, we don't want to put a deadline or a timetable on his return because when, we, when he comes back, we want him back for good. We don't want to put pressure on him to be back by a certain date because at this point, he's 21 years old. We don't want him to be we don't want him to feel pressure to return and then have to stop because he gets hurt again, which has been the Magic's approach with young guys all along. Mobamba's, you know, been out. Mobamba, Jonathan Isaac, all those guys kind of went through a longer rehab process than than you would expect, because the Magic don't want to interrupt their development. When they're back, they're back. Steve Clifford gave perhaps a clearer answer during Friday's broadcast. The broadcasters there asked him, you know, was there a consideration about, of Marco Fultz playing? Marco was not in the building on, on Friday. And Steve Clifford plainly said, he's not ready for five-on-five basketball. And honestly, that's the clearest statement of his progress that we have heard. He's not ready for five-on-five basketball. Clifford went on to say though that they are happy with his progress that that he is working hard to get back and 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 that kind of is where the conversation trailed off. So again with these two statements we we know two things. That Fultz is that the magic are pleased with where Fultz is at whatever timeline they do have, they're happy with it. And that Fultz isn't playing with contact or isn't playing 5 on 5 basketball quite yet. Still time before training camp to get there. But all this also came under another backdrop, as as Magic fans probably know. Markel Fultz uh, posted on his Instagram a video of him working out at the Mamba Hoops Factory near Los Angeles, and a couple of his trainers and a couple of people working out with him did indeed post some video of his workouts, including a boomerang with him shooting the basketball. In fact, in one of the videos that was posted, Markel Fultz jokingly shoots two basketballs at one time with both hands. And I would venture to guess him joking around shooting a basketball like that is a good sign of his progress. At this point, Markel Fultz has become a bit of a meme, if you will. He is sort of a reflection of whatever you want him to be. You want it to be a statement about how he, he's soft or so, there's something mentally wrong with him? He's that. You want him to be, you know, as I would argue, uh, 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 a mirror of a, of a guy who knows he's physically hurt and was looking for answers and now that he has an answer, is, is going through his rehab and going through his work, He's that. But to everyone, he is a mystery. How a player so talented is struggled to hit the floor so much. And yes, when he steps onto the floor at Summer League with the NBA world watching, with the NBA world's eyes on, it's hard not to turn to him. Everyone wants to know where Markel Fultz is at. Even mentioning him online creates reactions and interactions that you don't expect. Magic fans want to know where he's at because yes, the Magic do figure to, figure to need him a lot this season. And so, getting these little updates kind of feeds that beast. I'll give Orlando credit for protecting Fultz's privacy and and letting him progress at his own pace, but the lack of information has kind of allowed everyone else to kind of suck up the narrative. Has allowed for sometimes intense debates about who Fultz is as a person or or what his injury actually is. There's just a lot of people who dislike him for some reason. Perhaps because he didn't play. He didn't deliver on the promise of his talent. Again, because he was injured. And for the Magic, he remains a big mystery. One that they want to nurture and invest in. But one that we don't quite know where he fits. He is the biggest question mark of the upcoming Magic season. Because if he can play the backup point guard role, all of a sudden the Magic have a creator off the bench. They have another dynamic scorer and passer that they can use. And eventually maybe something, some guy, somebody who can become a starter. And that's tantalizing. That is, you know, that's all Fultz has been. it has been tantalizing. But we just don't have the information. Nobody does. Only Fultz and the Magic really know where he's at. And that's the way it's going to stay. The Magic aren't sharing this information. And so Fultz, showing up at Summer League and, and supporting his team, because that's You know, the Magic players seem to to really like him. There's an Instagram, uh, Troy Copain posted an Instagram of him and Fultz together, taking a photo together. Teammates like this guy. But we're all still waiting. Waiting to learn more and waiting to see with our own eyes what Fultz looks like as a player. And so the summer league game ended, Fultz likely left the building and, you know, kind of like seeing a wild animal. You don't know when you're going to see it again. But to be sure, the conversation about Markel Foltz will continue. The conversation will carry on until we get some definitive answers. This weekend we did get a few more answers than I think we were expecting. We did get a little bit more information than we had before. But it doesn't tell us how much closer we are to seeing Marco Fultz in a Magic uniform. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play app, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore omd And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there, at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
0: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast